Well, welcome to another podcast here with Steve and Eddie, and uh, it's just us today. So hope you're having a great Wednesday, or whatever day this is that you're listening, and uh, hope that this finds you well, and uh, we do pray, of course, that that is the case. But um, if not, keep on trusting the Lord, we'll keep on praying with you. But uh, Eddie, it's good to see you today. Uh, got coffee in hand, he's yawning a little bit, so yeah, hopefully he'll start to wake up a little yeah, bit. I'm starting to wake up, I guess, so okay. that's a good thing. So it's always, <laughs> I always say it's glad to see somebody, then a lot of times I'll say I'm glad to be seen. So glad to be seen. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, last week, uh, last Sunday, you know, you kind of put a disclaimer out there uh, with the medical field, and I actually got a hold of Dustin today. Yeah. And I was going to surprise you. I was yeah. going to have him come on in. Yeah. But guess what? He's on call. Well, he's he's delivering babies. He's got he's got a little Good mini baby him. boom going yeah. on. Well. And uh, I think it might be a quarantine thing. What do you think? Might be. <laughs> <laughs> might be. Quarantine related. <laughs> no, I uh, yeah, I I wanted to get that out there. I didn't want him to be mad at me cuz I'll have to see one of them again. Well, well, explain I what did, I see a lot of doctors. So yeah, I explain be, explain gotta, a little bit about what you said. Got to be so. careful. I, uh, doctors are always trying to make it a little easier for you, and I appreciate that. It's like you know, I talked about getting a shot. You might feel a little pinch, or uh, I've always said when a doctor says uh, it's going to be a little uncomfortable, you need to hang on to the table. But I, I, I suppose, in in their defense, I would rather hear that than, well, brother. This is going to be as much pain you've ever endured in your entire life. <laughs> you know, I, I'm glad they do that instead of the other because you don't know what to expect. Yeah. You know, oh, man. Oh, man. I know sometimes they take little kids in. They, I feel bad for little oh, kids man, when I've, they see a needle. Man, it's a bad gig. As a dad, I, uh, I had to actually hold down. <laughs> I think it was Josie, uh, Josiah most, mostly, but... I think I held down Elijah one time when he had hurt his fingers bad and had to get oh multiple shots oh, in his fingers yeah, when he was a little guy. He's three years oh, old, but man. but um, so so what were you referring to? And we're just gonna step right into it, and then I'm gonna go ahead and pray, and then we'll get into the deep of it. But uh, what were you referring to as you kind of got things started on Sunday? Well, I I, I said this after I talked about that. I said it about nobody really likes hanging around waiting at the doctor's office it's no wonder nobody looks forward to the doctor's office it's no wonder we shrink back from the battery of tests we're subjected to even though the results are for our benefits i don't tests sometimes are are pretty tough on you and you don't like them but it's like our family doctor god periodically calls us in for an office visit and subjects our faith to a rigorous regiment of uncomfortable tests and that's life that's life in the kingdom and if you're a follower of Christ, if you're God's child, it's that's just the way that it is. Right. Well, that's a great intro to it, and uh, to the message this last week was called, or uh, entitled, "How to Keep from Shrinking." And so um, we're going to have a word of prayer, and we're going to talk about faith and how it's tested, and uh, how we can keep that exercised. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for those that are listening to this podcast and looking for some. Uh, some encouragement, some revelation, some um, wisdom from you, Lord. And so we ask that you would come in 
and surround us and give us that wisdom so that not we are glorified, but that you are lifted up and glorified, magnified. And Jesus, we are so grateful for what you're doing and how you're continuing to work on us, never giving up, but continuing to press us forward as we go through some of these tests. And you're right there. You give us the strength and and uh, you give us the endurance, and we're so grateful for the Trinity and how uh, it is it encompasses us in our faith walk. So, Lord, I pray that you'd be with us as we speak now, and it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 So, the uh, title was, again, How to Keep from Shrinking, and that's talking about the faith and uh, um, going into there. So, it was a great, uh, great intro uh, to be able to... <laughs> talk about the doctors shrinking away from those tests and and those needles and those things that want to help us well and that's the thing about how important daily prayer and bible reading is because if we don't our faith will start to shrink (laughs) that's um and the more we shrink spiritually the more dangerous it becomes for us it's like it's like the shrinking man in that old movie clip they just got smaller and smaller every day and they couldn't stop it you know he just kept shrinking into oblivion and i i think there's a, a tragedy within the context of the kingdom of how many people started out strong mm-hmm. like paul was saying about the race start out to get rid of your clothing or whatever to so you can run the best that you can right and 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 that's that's what we have to do we have to shed a lot of things in the world to run the race as best as we can and we have to stay close to god or our faith will shrink. This this passage out of James 1, 2 through 4. When all kinds of trials and temptations crowd into your lives, my brothers, don't resent them as intruders, but welcome them as friends. That's a, that's a hard sell. No, it really is. Most of the time we don't. I'd say the majority of us, at first, we could probably complain. We don't embrace it as something to learn from it. We... We see it as an intrusion. Well, and not only that, I think that not only do we complain, it's almost fighting against it. Oh yeah. You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna put up our dukes, so to speak, and and fight to not have to go through that. Uh, sometimes, you know, whether it's insurrection or or a, a possibility of of um, of attacking. So you know, of course, we've got different tests that have different uh, degrees and different yeah. uh, types of categories. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, you know, and, we, and uh, this this series is on eleven, twelve, and uh, or ten, eleven, twelve of of uh, Corinthians, and or not Corinthians, Hebrews. I'm sorry, I'm pretty sure that that was uh, yeah. So that that's and I you know I ask people to read that to just kind of figure out. Um, what's coming and and as you read that um to write you know if and jot down any questions that you have you know yeah uh, hebrews 10 it's chapter it, 10, well yeah 11, it's 11 and 12 11 yeah. 12 and 13 is the chapters okay. i started out in the last part of chapter 10 so that's you know okay. that's where they're at but that's that's to read that and he starts out that kind of swings us into chapter 11 in 1032 he says but remember the former days when after being enlightened you endured a great conflict of suffering you know we we kind of put ourselves out there when we make a stance for christ sometimes even in our families uh, where we work go to school 
So when we once make that stand, you're, it's like you open yourself, yourself up. And he mentions here uh, four tests, uh, the test of others' tongues, what other people say about us. Partly by being made a public spectacle through reproaches and tribulations, and partly by becoming shares with those who were so treated. And that is verse 32. And he talks about defamation of character, how, how once we step into this world of faith and we allow or we let people know that, we're, we've, we've opened ourselves up because the devil hates us. He's going to use everything he can against us. Uh, people that don't believe in Christ don't understand us, and they've got a bad taste in their mouth about us sometimes. So this this tests our face. And then secondly, the test of others' actions, how people treat us. Third, the test, t- test of indirect suffering. That is seeing your wife or your child or somebody you love that suffers. That's indirect suffering, but mm-hmm. you suffer for them. Mm-hmm. And why? Because of their faith. And then the last one is the test of losing valuable things. The early Christians had had their possessions confiscated. Yeah. It's the same. It would be the same analogy as the Jews in Europe in World War II. They had they had all their stuff confiscated. The neighbors, everybody else, come in and got it. Where it was in Poland, didn't matter where. Right. They had it was gone. They'd never see it again. Right. And you know how we are with <laughs> with possessions. Can you imagine? Yeah. This week. The government sends a semi in and loads up all your furniture and everything out of your house and just takes it and say, you're not getting this back. <laughs> so you're left with your faith. That's it. That's all you've got. That's so, right. you know, the scripture teaches us that to hang on to things loosely because mm-hmm. they can get jerked out. We don't think they will, but we don't have any guarantee on that. The only thing that the world can't steal from us is our faith in Christ. That's right. And that's exactly no one where, or no nothing can take that. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly where we need to put our attention to. Um, not that we're anticipating any of that happening, but at the same time, it needs to be the first priority. G- making sure that we're thankful, making sure that we're we're exercising our faith in tribulation and good times and in bad. And as you had said, even counting it joy, welcoming it in saying you know what i accept i will be strong i will i will continue to strength be strengthened by this test you know um i talked about that you know when i shared last year we we've mentioned it many times here on the podcast or at least i have about that um refining and that working out of the things that they're kind of holding back our faith and so some that's a part of it too you know. Well, and that makes so much sense because in that refiner's fire, all the dross, all the waste floats to the top mm-hmm. that God wants to get. And otherwise, if we're not tested, it won't float to the top. Right. That's the point. Or if it gets flo- <laughs> it's floating towards towards the top and then we suppress it, we, we push it back down. Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with that. And that's where, we, where God or the Bible and scriptures tell us that we surrender daily. That we surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. That we surrender to the fact, I'm crucified with Christ, and therefore, and yet I live, right? It says, I live, and we can put a finer point on that, in freedom, and in joy, and in understanding, because we are given the power of Jesus Christ. This is not our home. This is temporary. Mm. We need to keep our eyes, and we need to teach others. 
We need to continue to project that with our sons and daughters, with our mm-hmm. spouses, um, allowing those things to be heard. Uh, an example, the other day, it was last week, I was talking with Jude as we were driving. And I happened to look up and it was a beautiful sunrise. And I said, Jude, look at that. Now, I could have just left it there. Just look at that beauty, you know. But I allowed that to go into the fact that talking a little bit about heaven, saying this is not even. This is barely a glimpse. Barely mm-hmm. a glimpse of what our eternal home is. Yeah. And I said, buddy, I want you to, to know one thing. That this day and age, there are so many things around you that are trying to grab you away from the real, reality of heaven. The things on the video games, the things through music, the things through YouTube and, and movies that you watch. On and on, yeah. It's false and they're fantasy, and they make it so glorious on that end that you almost think, oh, well, yeah. heaven's just one of those things that they've hyped up. But the fact is, is that heaven was it was the first, yeah. and it's the only real thing. Yeah. And the other, the other thing is hell, and that is the other real thing that eternity has. And, um, and so that is why we, uh, up against these tests, we continue to move strong into the, into the uh, future. Well, and uh, I talked a little bit about the gulag, uh, Russian forced labor that Stalin put into practice, and Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Uh, in that book, The Gulag Archipelago, I read it, and he, it's unbelievable what he went through. But he he came down to the point that he knew that only his faith was going to do it. You know, and I'm not going to read this whole excerpt from that, but that's what he, he's saying. He said, how can you stand your ground when you are weak and sensitive to pain, when people you love are still alive, when you are unprepared? He's talking about when he went into the gulag. What do you need to make you stronger than the interrogator and the whole trap? Because you sit down in front of these interrogators, it was mental, it was was psychological, uh, and finally the cruelest form uh, was physical abuse. They beat you. So with the verbal and then the messing with your head and then that, he's saying here how to survive that. And he and this is what he said. For when the moment you go into prison, you must, you must put your cozy uh, past, excuse me, firmly behind you. And the very threshold, you must say to yourself, my life is over, a little early to be sure, but there's nothing to be done about it. I shall never return to freedom. I am condemned to die now or a little later. But later on, in truth, it will be even harder. And so the sooner the better. And he's, he's getting himself. And he said, if you can get that mindset, when you sit down with the interrogator, you almost rob their joy from that. That's right. Yeah. And that's the way it is with Satan. Once we, you know, and you, you mentioned before, and I talk about this a lot, is, is crucifying the old nature, the old man every day. And he dies a terrible death. He, you have to do that kicking it. He's kicking and screaming when you're trying to nail, nail him to the cross. And if we don't get him secure, he comes back off. Right. I mean, it's it's it, in all reality, it's something we all face. Uh, victory in the spiritual realm is reserved for those who have loosened their hold on everything but Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes. Christ alone. Right. Only Christ. You know. Right. And I and I uh, believe that that is is so important as we talk about you know being saved crucifying uh, uh you know that old that old nature that old man and and then as we continue to do it and and 
sex, uh, surrender ourselves daily, then we find that that we become not accustomed to it, but we are our understanding and our um, the gravity or the or the um, the um, I guess I don't know if you'd say brevity or the the weight of it the the intenseness of it at first then becomes less and we say Father you are in charge yeah uh, my my day is yours and that's where sanctification then comes in and that holy living and we no longer then lean towards the mud pit. We no longer stick around the mud pit. Mm-hmm. We now are on solid ground. We are no longer, we understand. We've been dirty enough. Yeah. And sanctification sure. pulls us into a life that says, you know what? Surrender is about the Lordship. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take my hands off this wheel. And I'm going to let the Lord take care of how he guides and directs me. And I'm going to pay attention to the Holy Spirit and how he's leading me. And, yeah. uh, and this is the joy that we find. Well, he, he, in chapter 10, 35 through 39, Therefore do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward, the confidence that we have in God. That's what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what, you, what was promised. And that, that endurance, that is, and that's what it takes for our faith to grow, is enduring whatever comes our way. And that's, uh, and then, of course, it goes into chapter 11, and, uh, the faith chapter, actually, it's uh, uh, that's a great, it's explained, faith is explained right in the beginning. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, for it, for by it the men of old gained approval. And that's, it's a whole hall of fame, actually, of people mm-hmm. that have survived Correct. With, with faith. Faith will never grow strong apart from the stress of enduring strenuous trials. In verses 1 through 6, it reveals five important truths that made their, the, these pre-people's faiths vital. First, faith involves confidence and conviction. That you know without a shadow of a doubt that Christ is real in your heart and nothing can steal, nothing will ever change that. You stand on that confidence through thick and thin no matter what. Right. Secondly, faith always relates to the future. Hope is something we look forward to. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the eternal or the, the cement we mix into hope to harden it. Mm-hmm. Without faith, as we think about the future, it's just thoughts. But boy, you hook, you put faith in there. It's that hope that you know that the future is going to be okay either way. Third, faith has its object, things not seen. When we focus on the unseen, we develop an incredible ability to envision what God will be one day or what one day will make visible in our lives. And fourth, faith is basic to pleasing God. It's impossible to please him if you don't have it. Because if you don't have faith that he's there, you don't really believe that he exists, actually. Right. And then fifth, faith means for focusing fully on God. To seek God in a manner that would evoke his reward means centering our attention and our affection solely on him. When we do, we gain a greater glimpse of his power and presence. And our faith grows in proportion to the greatness of that glimpse. It's how we see God. As protector, as father, as lover of us and on and on it's it, it's how it's how we see him and then in closing uh it was, it was three ways to solve the shrinking problem first ask yourself the question 
Why is faith such a constant struggle for me? Do I have some unresolved conflict, some lingering bitterness that I've not released to the Lord? There's something there. And then secondly, we do ourselves a favor. We only live one day at a time. Yep. Boy, I tell you what, you you play that what-if game. You can you talk about shrinking into oblivion. You can drive yourself completely crazy. What if, what if I have a wreck? What if my spouse, what if my child has a wreck? What if somebody dies that I love this close? What if they get cancer? Man, I mean, you can just... And, oh, and yeah. Satan fuels that. Yep. Continually whispering in your ear. Did you think about this? Did you think about this? This could happen, you know. And If God loves you so much, why does bad things happen to good people? I mean, it just opens up a whole, a whole other world. You can't do that. Tomorrow will take care of itself, Matthew 6, 34. That's what Jesus said. Third, find yourself a friend, you know, somebody that... Um, that will be honest with you, that you can share your heart with, that you trust. I know it's hard, but, you know, I read one time that you're fortunate if you find one true friend your entire life, and you're extremely fortunate if you find two or more. Mm -hmm. That's right. And in this day and age, a lot of times people don't have time to be friends. Yeah. They're too busy. Yeah, and the biggest, thing, commitment. We need, the biggest thing we need right now is, is community yeah. and, and friendship and... Um, well, and that's why the brotherhood, sisterhood, the, the pandemics, you, you miss seeing people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. praise God for technology that we can have our services and people that want to can be a part of that. But being on your couch is not the same as being with your brothers and sisters. Right. It's just not. That's just my opinion, but that's how I see it. So... So that's pretty much, uh, that's what we talked about. Um, you know, we, not, we have to focus on today. Yeah, we just have to. we got to find ourselves some friends and we got to listen to the Holy Spirit um, in our lives. So, And I think that as um, people are listening to this, they're also working through the processes of of what you've said, what you've brought to us on Sunday, and then, of course, here today, highlighting it in the relative um, manner that we do on Wednesdays. Um, we need to make sure that that as we do talk about this and, and people do struggle with thoughts of the what-ifs and the things of this nature and the, um, the bitterness, the things of working through and, and allowing ourselves to be free, uh, it's along the lines of, much along the lines of this... Um, and, and other things like it, but this uh, class that I'm starting tonight, mm -hmm. uh, Ditch, uh, to where, uh, and Scott Longyear wrote a book, uh, Ditch, uh, Your Thinking, and uh, in, in that process, we, it, it, it speaks of the C in that uh, acronym is capture, capture the thoughts that come. And as we get fearful, as we get these things, as we, as we ask what ifs and, and we get stressed and anxiety comes up, we capture these emotions and these strongholds. And that is when the age comes in and we hand them to Jesus. So through scriptures and through these things of capturing, make sure that you don't just go lightly. Because every day is a single, every day there is a spiritual battle in your day. And you are going to need to have the weapons according to how how to to fight them and uh, scriptures are, are full of them and and it's amazing and and it's that is that's 
what the significance of this series is for you folks is is that we've stepped into this and Pastor Eddie has brought this to us, but this very faith um, issue in this series. So, Pastor, as we go on into this next Sunday, uh, what do you have as far as the title and, and going into it? Well, faith has a lot of enemies, but I think one of the, the major ones is fear. Uh, this is how to grow through fear. You know, you're talking about being what are, what we are afraid of and, and, and on and on. Uh, fears and phobias are one of the most prevalent forms of mental anxiety disorders that affect people of all ages and interfere with daily life. Uh, many people are on antidepressants. Uh, benzodiapines to cope. Xanax, Activin, uh, here comes the medical terms. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to read these, and I'm, I'm not very good at it. I understand. I'm not either. Valium, you know. Sure. Uh, but, but I thought this was interesting. Here's the, the ten of the most common fears and phobias. Ten, fear of getting old. Nine, fear of being poisoned. I never even thought about that before. Eight, the fear of being a coward. Seven, germophobia, fear of bacteria. Uh, six is fear of going crazy. That's my main one, actually. Number five, fear of intimacy. Four, fear of spiders, rats, cockroaches, snakes, airplanes, monsters, demons, and mirrors. And number three, social phobia, including the fear of public speaking, and agoraphobia, fear of open spaces. Two is the fear of death. Number one, fear, fear of loneliness. You know, and all of these, faith in Christ can take care of all of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, uh, fear makes our world smaller. It attacks us. And, you know, uh, I'm older from Hebrews. I'm going to go back there, but I'm going to Psalm 27. In most of the Psalms, a superscription or explanatory note is given after the title. In our modern translations of the Bible, the superscription under Psalm 27 says a Psalm of David. The scope of the Psalm uh, divided into two contrasting uh, sections, actually. Uh, In the outline, the first verse gives us the theme, which reverberates through the psalm, because the Lord is my light, my salvation, my defense. I have no fear. For the following four verses, David makes a declaration of trust, and then he goes goes into that. You know, he starts out in verse 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my defense of my life. Whom shall I I dread? Uh, And then... His declaration of trust is uh, in verses 2 and 3. And then down in in verses 4 through 6, he says, One thing I have asked from the Lord that I shall seek, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will conceal me in his tabernacle. In the secret place of his tent, he will hide me. He will lift me up on a rock. And now my head will be lifted up above my enemies around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Mm. Man, that's that's good stuff, isn't it? Amen. And then he goes in in verses 7 through 9, a prayer for support. Uh, and then he gives us all kinds of encouragement. A practical response, you know, to this, what we're talking about here. Um, he gives some practical advice here. He has the, concerning our fears. First, as fears occur, occur, admit them. 
you know, we got to get in the habit of expressing fears to the Lord. Don't be afraid to acknowledge them. Second, as you admit them, commit them to Christ. Third, as you commit them, release them. Don't allow fear to settle down and get a comfortable uh, grip on your heart. Fourth, as you release them, resist them. And that goes back to what we've talked about before is, is the whole part of setting ourselves apart, being sanctified. And fifth, as you resist them, stand firm. Don't let those fears chase you away from a solid ground for God's protection. So, and in Isaiah 49, 15 and 16, can a woman forget her nursing child and have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget, but I will not forget you. Behold, I have inscribed you in the palms of my hands. I love that what concept. A wonderful promise. Our name written in God's palms. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, a, that's a comforting, secure thought in the hands of God Almighty. He looks down and sees your, is your name, you know. So that's that's pretty much where we're going on now. But I, I inserted that there because I, I think... You know, like I said before, uh, one of our biggest obstacles to faith is is fear. And, right. And Satan uses it as a mighty weapon against us. You know, I, I um, as I look back, how God has planned these last three weeks and in, into coming into more of the series, um, the Lord planned uh, the ditch study. The Lord sure planned. He did. Yep. Uh, the the message that I would bring the Lord planned you planning this series now you and I sometimes talk about series previous but you a lot of times um, you hold uh, not tightly in the sense of uh, hidden but you just study and you pray and you receive what the Lord has has brought to you and here in this case we recognize His hand all over this as we have uh, we're going to be continuing forth with this um, this focus and talking about these different areas in which um, are encompass so many of us fear anxiety depression um, you know sadness um, uh, insecurity and go on and on sure, and on. absolutely You're right and and all of these things and we need to have tangible ways to um, to to handle them and doing it in a way that that God is at the forefront that we know how to hand them over to Him, and uh, so I'm just excited about what the Holy Spirit's doing, and um, and how He's led in this time. And, and it's funny, uh, not funny, but uh, when God comes us to lead and direct us a certain way, uh, sometimes you don't want to go. <laughs> right. Sometimes you don't. You know, and eh, I don't know, Lord. This maybe is not a good idea, but. Instead of questioning, you go ahead and do it anyhow. Right. You know and, what I'm saying? And right? then he shows. He shows himself. Yeah. I've. And you just stand back and say, yep, I, I'm i sorry for get, almost getting in the way. Yeah, <laughs> and, and exactly. We get ourselves in the way. That's right. Yeah, I preached messages before, and I went home defeated and said, man, that's, that was lousy. And then you, <laughs> throughout the week, you get responses from people that got it touched them. Yep. Well, it's not on me. I mean, I'm just supposed to be obedient and let the cards fall where they may, so to right. speak. But right. uh, on, a, on a different note, we, uh, I think about Rich and how easy his hair is to take care of. <laughs> I have thought about, and I know this will blow most of you away, of getting a Patrick Mahomes haircut. 
Oh, getting my head, the sides shaved, and getting all this uh, permanent. I see. I, I, could, I see. I could see that. I see. I see. Well, we're we're definitely uh, going on a tangent right now. We haven't even prayed over the podcast, but <laughs> people, I would I would ask you that you would pray for Pastor Eddie as he's <laughs> contemplating this Mahomes cut, <laughs> especially if they win the Super Bowl. For the Super Bowl, I think they will. But nonetheless. <laughs> Oh, Lord but help us. My own daughter, your wife, has said that pe- the kids at school are doing that. They're oh, they're doing, they're doing it. They're doing it. It's um, it's very interesting. They've seen yes. that Jake from State Farm commercial. Where I guess maybe in the barber shop. Yeah, I guess maybe they have. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, we we that still have some follicles to uh, some hair follicles yeah. that are that are. I guess we can always contemplate that. But uh, man, I just I I really think that you should. You know, contemplate that with not only the Lord, but maybe your wife well, too. I, yeah, I, I probably won't just come home like that. Because then I'd probably be over at your house. You sleeping in the guest room? Well, I will say this: uh, Izzy, your your Aussie doodle, and you will. Yeah, we come over. We'll have very similar haircuts. It's like it's like my favorite cartoon that I've got on my phone that I show people. It shows a guy standing in front of the doghouse talking to his dog with his wife in the door. And uh, it says, what happens when the pastor talks about his wife and the pulpit? <laughs> and the dog says, will this just be one night or, or one of your extended stays? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's in the doghouse, you know what I'm saying? There it is. Oh. Well, uh, anyhow, I, I, I appreciate we can have some fun around here and... Life is serious, and walking the uh, the path of faith is a serious. But you got to uh, time, but you got to take time to enjoy and laugh. Oh, absolutely! Yep, and and way. God created it, and it's a beautiful, beautiful, wonderful thing. And uh, I would encourage you to each of you to laugh more. Yeah, and, I agree uh, with feel that. that joy of the Lord. Yeah. Well, pastors, can you can you speak or can you pray rather? Over sure. Us? Father, we love you. And we thank you for um, what you continue to do in our lives and increase our faith, Lord. I know I say that, but the downside of that sometimes is to increase our faith. You allow things in our life to make it stronger and to test it. And uh, may we, like James said, embrace them and not shirk, run away, whatever. Um, And I pray, Lord, that our faith, if it is shrinking a little bit, that we stop and and go the other direction. So that's my prayer this morning for that. And as we think about uh, this next message and how uh, fear has a, a control in our lives, sometimes it's not healthy. I just pray, Holy Spirit, you would uh, brighten uh, our lives and give us understanding. And if there are fears that we shouldn't have, that you might help us give them to you. You can't just take them. That doesn't work that way. But we have to give them to you, and it has to be something we acknowledge. So I just pray for everybody's hearing this, and we'll hear it, Lord, that uh, that be the case. Uh, I love you. I give you praise and glory, Lord. Thank you for continuing to do what you do and be with Steve tonight in his class. As, uh, he brings some enlightenment uh, from your word about life. We ask these things in the precious name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, thanks so much for joining me here, Pastor Eddie, and, and it's always good to talk about these things, to hash them out to work through the relevancy of life. And, um, and tonight, uh, we do start the ditch class at 7 p.m. We're gonna be in the theater. If uh, that you would like to be a part of that class, don't worry uh, if you're not being able to start right off uh, tonight. 
uh, go ahead and either call in at the office at 812-268-0088 uh, or you can text um, the number 24251 and just text the word ditch, D-I-T-C-H, D-I-T-C-H. And when that word is texted to that number, uh, it will come right into the calling post area. I'll see that, and then you'll be able to, and just come. I mean, if and if you don't want to do any of that, and you want to check it out tonight, just come on in and, uh, and, and see uh, what you'd like to do. It's going to be a seven-week course. I had it originally at nine weeks. But due to our spring break yeah. here and the different things of the dates, I noticed that seven weeks was going to be perfect. So um, it'll be just seven weeks uh, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. So that there's that. But uh, God bless you each. And thank you so much for tuning in with us here today. Eddie, great to have you here today. Thank you, Hope you have a good day the rest of your day. And uh, thank you all for your prayers and uh, support. And until next time, we'll say goodbye. Bye-bye.